0: And welcome back to another episode of the Bull and the Bear here on MoneyandMarkets.com. I am uh, Matt Clark. Uh, glad uh, glad you're with us today. Uh, rainy here in South Florida, but uh, I guess it's a small price to pay. It's rainy every every June, as anyone who has been to Florida will uh, will attest to. But that's okay. Uh, we'll, we'll we'll get by. Uh, I, I, am, I I followed uh, Charles's. Uh, 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 example last week and got a haircut because I was just I was feeling bad so I, I just had to get it done so but sometimes
1: was, you just gotta risk it yeah I know
0: I, I you know and it, it was fine and it was well worth it but nonetheless regardless back uh, back on track uh just to remind everyone that our podcast is not only on YouTube. Uh, but we are also on Apple Podcasts. We're on Google Podcasts. We're on Spotify and a wealth of other uh, syndication channels. So you can pick us up uh, anywhere you like, uh, and we encourage you to do so and make sure you leave us a, a review. Uh, have any questions? Any any comments? Any concerns? Any anything you'd like us to tackle? By all means, uh, let us know because uh, we like we like that kind of feedback, and we like to to address those kind of topics. We want to know what you uh, what you guys want to hear. So you're gonna jump right right into uh, this shortened uh, the shortened podcast. Today. Today, uh, joining me is Money Markets contributor Charles Sizemore. Charles, uh, welcome back. How are you?
1: Doing just fine. Thanks for having me.
0: Absolutely, it's so uh, good to have you. But uh, today's topic, uh, pretty pretty timely, I think. It, well, I mean, it's 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 timely and it's timeless uh, in that we're we're going to focus today on retirement. Uh, it's, it's sure. something that I think no matter what age you are, whether you are already there or whether you're in your twenties or, or like me in your forties or like Charles in his teens, uh, at least the way he looks, uh, 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 that was a compliment by the way. Uh, you know, retirement is always, uh, on your mind in some form or fashion. And more, I, I impo- did
1: get carded at the grocery store buying beer the other day. <laughs> so I was, I was rather flattered. Um, been a while since that's happened.
0: Did you thank the uh, cashier for carding you? I, I did. That's and I that's did. and that's the appropriate thing you should do is make sure you you, you <laughs> thank them for for uh for for realizing that you don't look nearly as old as you may be. So uh, that that's good. I like that. Uh, I do it as well. Uh, when it happens, which is rare. So, uh, but anyway, to, to, to get back on point here, retirement, like I said, it's something that, that, that should be on the minds of, of, of every investor, of everybody, really, um, regardless of the economic situation, uh, regardless of the market, regardless of, of, of your station or, or, or where you're at in life. You know, ha- having retirement should always be some kind of a thought, whether it's at the forward uh, of your mind or at the back of your mind. You always need to be thinking about, okay, what am I going to do when I retire? And, and for some, it's, it's very simple. Uh, It's, you know, I work for a company, I've worked for them for a couple years, and they have a 401k, they match and I put some money in and, and I'm good. But lately, you know, the economic situation that we have with unemployment uh, up around 15%, possibly even going higher than that, we have a lot of people that uh, don't have that kind of security anymore, or at least temporarily don't have that kind of security. And I think it creates a lot of wonder in terms of what should I be doing? retirement wise, I, you know, I, I you know, I wanna save, I wanna make sure that I can live fairly comfortably. I wanna retire, I wanna move somewhere, I wanna do some I wanna travel the world. You know, whatever your whatever your end goal in life is for retirement, you 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 need to be thinking of, okay, how am I gonna get there? And like I said, for some, 401k is the way to go. Other people do do other things, uh, whether they just save money in a bank account, whether they have uh, uh, an individual retirement account of their own, uh, you know, it, it, whatever, whatever the case may be. Today, I kind of want to focus a little bit heavier on, on the Roth IRA. I, I think that it, it draws a little bit of confusion in terms of exactly what it is what does it mean to have a Roth IRA? And is this something that, even if I may have a traditional 401k, is a Roth IRA something I should be looking at? And Charles, luckily, um, has a lot of expertise in that, not because he's retired, but because he's worked a lot uh, in that field. So that's why I wanted to bring him on and talk uh, talk about retirement in terms of uh, of the Roth IRA. And 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 what people should be thinking about in terms of whether a Roth IRA is a good idea or whether it's something to hold off on, and I guess first the basics. Charles, explain to me in very simple terms what a Roth IRA is.
1: Sure, sure. Well, to start, it was uh, named after the the late uh, Senator Roth, who uh, wanted to tweak the existing uh, retirement. Uh, what you wanna call it, uh, infrastructure, I suppose. Uh, the uh, the IRA, the individual retirement account has been around for decades. And the way those work is to incentivize the average American to save more for retirement, Congress created a tax break. You put money into the IRA, you get, uh, that reduces your income that is subject to tax for that year. So if you're in, you know, just make this up, if you're in a 25% tax bracket, you put money into that IRA, you've effectively, you know made 25% that year uh, on the tax break. Uh, that's of course, irrespective of what you invest in. I mean, you're gonna make investment returns as well, but uh, it, it's, you know, you get that tax break regardless. The, uh, there's no free lunch. The, uh, the, the, you end up paying those taxes in retirement. So the, the way this works is you get that tax break today when you put the money in, the, the dividends, interest, capital gains, you know, all your returns grow tax-free until retirement. Once you hit retirement, you then take the money out and it's taxed as um as, as taxed as ordinary income. Now uh that's uh, you actually are required to start taking it out once you hit the age uh 70 and a half. Now, don't you love that? It sounds like uh, a toddler. Like, I'm not two years old, I'm two and a half. You know, right. like they're all, they're always proud of that half year. Congress in their wisdom somehow said 70 and a half not 70 not 71 not 75 not 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 a number that would make sense it was 70 and a half
0: 70 and six months which i don't know i, I, I don't, don't know what the six months does I, I don't know what the rationale but i'm sure there is some sort of, of of rationale behind it it probably doesn't make any sense but
1: well i promise you it was something like senator x said i want it to be 70 and senator y said no it's going to be 71 and they probably argued about it for three days and then they compromised at 70 and a half. I'm sure it was something that ridiculous. Right. Um, that, we may never know. That makes sense. But, <laughs> but yeah, that's how the traditional IRA works. You know, you get the tax break today. You end up paying for it down the road when presumably you're retired, you're in a lower uh, tax bracket than anyway. You know, you need the money in retirement. So it's, it's fine to start taking it out then. Well, uh, Senator Roth had an idea of, well, what if we incentivize people to save in a different way? We'll have the Roth IRA, where you know you don't get the tax break today. You, you, you put the money in in, in the account, uh, you, you get no current year tax break, but just like the regular IRA, all of your, your dividends, interest, capital gains, all that grows tax-free. The catch is if or when you take it out in retirement, you're not taxed on it then. So you can take distributions in retirement, not pay a nickel on not pay a nickel of taxes. And uh, where it gets even more interesting is it's not subject to those required minimum distributions. You don't have to start taking money out of your Roth IRA at age 70 and a half. You can just let it sit in there forever and give it to your heirs if you want. So the Roth IRA is, is nice for, for, that, for that reason. If you want to use it more for estate planning or what have you. Uh, you're not required to take distributions out. Uh, this also makes sense for people that um, may, maybe their income is relatively modest today. So you know, let's say you know you're you're fresh out of college, you're not really making a lot of money. does is that current year tax break you get on a, a traditional IRA is, is that even really worth that much? you know if you're in a right. 10% tax bracket, who cares? I mean you're not really getting that tax break is relatively mi- uh, modest. Uh, if you're, you know, making, if you're a, you know, a high tax bracket investor, you're in that 37% bracket, what have you, 35, what, you know, that those top brackets, then that current year tax break, it matters. I mean, that's that's money in the bank for you. So, uh, you know, the choice of, you know, which which of these makes more sense for me, I'm confused. You know, should I go Roth? Should I go traditional? You know, part of it just comes down to income. I mean, if that if if your if your income is, is modest um, either just because you're starting your career or you know maybe you know you're just you're not making much money this year or what have you that, that current year tax break's not worth that much the roth makes sense get that tax break in retirement you know, get it down the get it down the road but if you're making uh, if if you have a high income today or you and your, you and your spouse have a high income then you're thinking, well, what what what's the Roth going to do for me? I mean, I, I need the tax break now, right? So that's probably the, the you know the single biggest factor in you know which do you choose? You, you go the Roth route or the traditional route? It really comes down to current year income, though. I would say secondary considerations would be, you know, uh, estate planning and and stuff like that.
0: And I think that that comes in nicely to the current situation that we're in now in the economy is that we've got, um, uh, you know, fourteen percent unemployment. People have been laid off. They've been furloughed. Um, More possibly on the way. Uh, Like I said, uh, you know, projections are possibly 20 percent unemployment in the next month. Isn't over yet. Yeah. And, And and so now you have a lot of people that did have a stable form of income that was you know high, low, whatever it happened to be, and now that is gone. Now you're looking at strictly unemployment or, or maybe a part-time thing or, or whatever. But anyway, from in most of those situations, the income that you made before is definitely higher than what you are at now. So it brings about an interesting question. For people that are unemployed or have seen um, the economic strain of, of the current situation that we're in, um, you know, does it make sense now to look at something like a conversion to take money out of a 401k or out of a traditional IRA that you were using to, you know, get the tax break now and then, and then pay the taxes later to convert that into a Roth and, and, and flip that, flip that as, as it were, um, because, you know, the expectation is, is that you have lower income now, uh, you're in a lower bracket that, you know, that tax break that you get really doesn't mean a whole lot, um, and you don't, you know, you're not necessarily concerned with trying to bank that money now. So does it make sense for people who have those traditional IRAs and those 401ks and things like that, who have suffered, you know, who have suffered financially due to the economic crisis that we're in and the, and the upcoming recession, um, does it make sense for them to make that transition now?
1: Yeah. So there's actually a couple layers there that that are good. Uh, there's two ways money can get into a Roth. You can either contribute it you know, you, you take it out of your current income and you contribute based on the the, the restrictions there, uh, or you can convert an existing traditional IRA into a Roth. Now, one of the problems with that first, uh, the first option, just putting new money into the Roth and into a new Roth is there are, are income limitations. So if you're an individual taxpayer and you're making uh, more than $124,000 a year in modified adjusted gross income we don't need to get into the nitty gritty of what exactly that means. But let's just say your income is, 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 uh, you're making, you're making,
0: you're, you're making six figures. You're making, you're making yeah, high, high you're five making, figures.
1: Yeah. Or if you're uh, married with your spouse and you filed jointly, uh, married with your spouse, well, that's actually a very redundant term. If you're married and with your spouse, you file jointly and your, uh, your joint income is uh, close to 200,000 starts to get phased out about one ninety six. Mm-hmm. Uh, your ability to contribute to a Roth IRA starts, starts to get phased out. Uh, for whatever reason, uh, Congress doesn't like higher-income higher, uh, higher income people um, contributing to a Roth. I think they that's the way of getting you. like. You may 70, make a like, lot of money, but we're, like, we're going to take away this one little, little benefit from you.
0: It's like 70 but, and a half.
1: Yeah, like 70 and a half. It's, just, it's a bit arbitrary. But where it gets interesting is there is a huge loophole and that's that uh, while you can't contribute to a Roth IRA if your income is above uh, certain thresholds, there's nothing to stop you from converting uh, an existing traditional IRA or 401k into, uh, 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 into a Roth. Now, the issue with that is, you know, think about it, when you put money into your traditional IRA every year, you were getting tax breaks along the way. You know, every contribution came with a tax break you essentially have to give all that back when you convert like you have to pay back all those tax breaks you got uh, it, now of course you're getting that new tax break on the back end so but but you know you, have, you always have to do that that calculus of ooh you know that's going to be a nasty tax bill this year if i convert you know, if i have you know whatever 100,000 200,000 a million you know what if you have some large amount of money in your ira and you convert that uh, to to a roth you're gonna get a big nasty tax bill that tax year. It might be worth it for the long-term benefit, but it still stings the year you do it. Well, that's that's where a good crisis actually comes in handy. Um, Right now, a lot of people's uh, incomes are temporarily depressed. Perhaps you've been laid off, perhaps you're a business owner and your profits are just down. A lot are this year, of course. But let's say you, you have enough in savings to tide you over. So you're not worried about financial stability. It's just this is uh you're taking a bath this year, next year will be better. Well, if you're gonna be in a lower tax bracket than usual, then a year like this could be a good opportunity to do a conversion. Like this could be one of those, you know, once every decade events where you can do that conversion. You, and 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 take that you know, get that get that long term benefit and it's going to be a little bit less painful. And it's potentially less painful in two ways. For one, perhaps your IRA is still down. You know, the market has has really ripped higher since since March, but not everything has. If your portfolio is heavy in, you know, energy stocks or really anything other than tech, you're probably still sitting on 20% or more losses. Well, if your portfolio is 20% lower than it was a few months ago, that's a lower dollar amount to roll over into not rollover wrong word to convert into a roth uh, that means right there you're getting less of a tax bill if on top of that your income from your job or your business is also lower you may also be in a lower bracket so it, it, this is this is one of those years where if you've ever thought about doing a roth conversion this is probably going to be your best chance for a while
0: and it certainly depends, like you said, on the economic situation that you're in. So, you know, to put a finer point on this, if you see yourself in a, as you put it, a depressed economic situation, regardless of whether you were laid off for a load, whether you're a business owner, whether you're, you know, whatever the case may be, if you see yourself in a, in a in a lower tax bracket because you're just not making as much for whatever reason, then taking advantage of of the tax. I don't want to say loophole but taking advantage of the of the of the tax situation with a oh, Roth
1: it it is a loophole I mean the com, the conversion is very much a loophole and it's not like dirty or diet I mean there's nothing it's it's out in the open I mean it, right. it's available for anyone to take advantage of but make no mistake it is a loophole
0: Right and, and so if you see yourself in that situation then looking into a a Roth conversion to take your traditional 401k or your traditional IRA and and converting that into a Roth so that you're not penalized as heavily tax wise now, as you would be under normal economic situa- under situations where you are making good money, your your business is thriving, um, you are seeing good returns uh, in, in the market, you know, whatever that happens to be, you know, with your tax being lower now, now is a good time to really make that consideration to, to, to change things over. And that, if I understand right, that's, that's what you're saying. Yes.
1: Yeah, you, know, you play play with the numbers. I mean, it, it, paying uh, paying taxes at a yeah. You know, let's say let's say your 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 bracket is temporarily depressed. To uh, let's say you're in the 10% bracket. So let's just make that up. Uh, that that's obviously a lot less painful. Is let's say you have a hundred thousand dollar IRA and you're now in the 10% bracket. Well, you're you're paying you know ten thousand dollars in taxes on that conversion. If you know that same hundred thousand dollar IRA, but you're in a 30% bracket, well, you're paying thirty thousand dollars in taxes on that. Now, obviously, those we just made those numbers up, but 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 that's that illustrates you know, if, if you're in a lower bracket temporarily, this would be the time to do that conversion. You know, you're going to pay a lot less, and it's, it's a one time deal, it's done once it's done, it's done. Now, I would say you know, there's one you know, huge you know, flashing red light, you know, caveat on that you shouldn't do anything on this if you're going to create a huge tax bill that you're going to have a hard time paying next year. So let's say, Oh, great. Awesome. I mean, I'm going to pay less in taxes if I do this conversion than I would normally. Yeah, sure. Let's say your tax bill is going to be 10,000 instead of 30,000 or 30,000 instead of a hundred thousand, you know, whatever, you know, it may be lower, but obviously make sure you have cash on hand to pay that tax bill come next year when taxes are due, you don't wanna get yourself into a mess where you know you look at your tax return and you're like, oh boy, uh, I wasn't planning for this. Uh, that seemed like a good idea until I get the tax bill. So you, you do need some good visibility. Either you need regular, good old fashioned taxable cash in your checking account to cover that or you need to be very confident that your business or job will be back to full speed next year and you'll, you'll be, you'll be able to pay it. So
0: yeah, what it comes uh, down to is you just have to understand your situation and, and do the best you can to think about what your future is going to look like in the next 12 months. Uh, Which I know is I know is uncertain. Uh, You know, there's no guarantees in life, uh, except for obviously death and taxes. But, um, you know, you at least have to have you have to be cognizant of, of where things could be, and fairly confident that you can handle that tax bill when that when it comes true. around, because the tax man is going to come and collect regardless of how you how you play it. It's just, you know, can you pay the bill or the
1: tax man and the Grim Reaper are two people that will visit you.
0: <laughs> that is true. One last thing I want to I want to touch on just real briefly. And and I found this to be interesting. It sounds very seedy, but it actually makes a lot of sense. And, and I want you to talk a little bit about the backdoor IRA Roth contribution.
1: Oh, yeah. So this is where it gets fun. So uh, if you're not eligible Okay, so we talked about you know, regular, good old-fashioned Roth contribution. And then we talked about you know the, the conversion option. Well, there's actually a way you kind of do both. So let, let's say, uh, well, let me back up for a second. If you have a 401k or other traditional uh, employer-sponsored retirement plan at work, you can't make a contribution to an IRA, a traditional IRA. Or more accurately, you can, you just can't write it off your ability to deduct that on your taxes goes away if you have access to an employer plan. Why? I don't know, but that's the tax law. So if you already have a 401k at work and you wanna also, if you're maxing that out and you wanna top that off with a uh, good old fashioned just IRA contribution, well, you can open an IRA and you can contribute to it and still get all the the tax-free dividends and interest and all that, but you're not getting a current year deduction. Well, if you're not getting that current, your deduction, that's where you can have some fun. Because you can create that account, you can can contribute to a traditional IRA, and then you can immediately convert that to a Roth. So it's just like, it's as if you had just opened a Roth IRA and funded it, except you have that intermediary step. That's why we call it a backdoor Roth IRA. You, uh, You open a traditional IRA, you fund it, then you immediately convert. So that would be really useful for someone who can't normally contribute to an IRA, sorry, a Roth IRA. Someone who can't normally contribute to a Roth IRA because their income is too high. So let's say you know you max out your 401k, that's all going as it should, but you really want to do a Roth IRA. Also, you just make too much money. Well, you can make that non-deductible traditional IRA contribution, convert it to a Roth, and you have accomplished the same thing. Uh, there is one thing that you should talk to a CPA about or um, or, or do do some research on. I, I don't want to get you in trouble. I, I'm throwing out some ideas, but you right. do have to do your own homework on some of this. Um, if you have other IRA accounts, there's something called a pro rata rule where your ability to to do that backdoor Roth conversion, uh, you have to do a little math and and figure out how much of your existing IRAs are able to make that transition and, and how much tax you'd be liable for. So uh, that is something to, to, to keep in mind, but, um, uh, but as a general rule, like let's say you have a, a clean slate, you have your 401k and you don't have any other IRAs or anything, you want to, you want to start a Roth, that backdoor option is fantastic.
0: And so the bottom line here is, regardless of what you're looking at for your retirement, regardless of what your planning is for your retirement or what you want to do in retirement, now is a good time to start really evaluating your options and looking at what, you know what is potentially out there, what can you take advantage of, and what provides the best situation for you. Is it a traditional? Is it a 401k? Is it a Roth? Is it a combination? Is it you know? And then and then drill down even deeper and, and do research on how the best approach, what the best approach is to 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 make that happen, because at the end of the day, you know, you want to live comfortably. Uh, or at least as comfortably as possible uh, in retirement. You don't want it to be a situation where you're you have to work into your 70s or 80s. Nobody wants to do that. I mean, some people do, or
1: and or eating cat food. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> or,
0: or or you're 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 eating college. Uh, you're eating college style for uh, in, ramen, in ramen noodles uh, yeah. three days a week. Yeah, ramen and mac and cheese, which actually doesn't sound bad, but not something you want to live off of in retirement. But no,
1: you re- reminisce about that and it, you romanticize it, and then you try it one night, and you're like, yeah, I don't miss college. No,
0: exactly. So you know, the, but. The, the thing here is, is that be smart. Do your homework. If you need to talk to a professional, do so. There's not, you know, there's there's no reason not to. You're, you don't have to go at it alone. You don't have to, you know, try to try to make all these decisions on your own. Get the most information you possibly can from the most resources you can find and then make your decision based on what you think is best for your situation. And, and, and that way you can maximize your retirement. You can live comfortably or at least as comfortable as possible in your retirement without additional headaches that that can and and do you know creep up whenever whenever you do get to that stage so Charles I appreciate the time thanks uh, thanks for coming on we're gonna have you back on Friday yes yes sir absolutely Friday we'll have uh, Charles myself Adam Odell uh, we've got some t- great topics we're going to talk to you about then, so make sure you uh, you, you prepare for that. Uh, podcast will drop sometime Friday afternoon. Uh, you can check out all of our podcasts. Uh, you can you can get us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify. Check out our YouTube channel. Just go to YouTube and do a search for the Bull and the Bear podcast, and you can find uh, video of uh, of all of our podcasts there as well. So there's a lot of uh, a lot of, of ways you can find us. Um, make sure you email us the Bull and Bear at moneyandmarkets.com, uh, and uh, more than happy to. to Take your questions, uh, listen to what you have to say. Uh, you know, let us know what if there's a topic you want us to cover. More, we would we would love to do that. So it's the Bull and Bear at moneyandmarkets.com. and Markets uh, you know I think that's uh, that, that's a good uh, a good a good exclamation to uh, to this podcast. So Charles, I appreciate the time. Thanks for joining us. We'll talk to you again on Friday uh, for Charles Sars. Besides more, I am Matt Clark. You've been listening to the Bull and Bear podcast right here on Money and Markets. You've been listening to The Bull and the Bear, a Money and Markets podcast. Tune in each week to hear insights on how to make investing safe and profitable for you.